Hey, what's up and welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. I'm the host, Brett Stewart, and I've got Jake Mills and Jeffrey Turner back here today. Uh, This is week six of our Hard Questions series, and this question is hard. Uh, it's good because it's in a hard question series. It's in series. a hard yeah. question so series. So it's great. It's, it's very also, fitting. It's also difficult. Yeah. Just so so it's and it is a question. Difficult. It and is it is a, a question. question. Hey, Jeffrey, you weren't here last week. So I was not. Than was with us. He did a good job. If you missed that podcast, make sure you yeah. go, go you back. You noticed it like it was way more serious spiritual. and weighty and spiritual. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was. It was that ended powerful. With, yeah, it was powerful. I was listening in my car, and I was like, "Man, that is a powerful yeah. moment." And I wish we I honestly, laugh about dumb things sometimes, and yeah. Dan like brings the heat. He yeah, the heat. and I wish I wish y'all could have seen. I wish this would have been on video because Than really was like holding back emotions and tears. Like he oh. was genuine in that Moved. moment, yeah. feeling and like feeling it and standing in the gap, and so. Uh, is powerful. Shout out to Than. We'll definitely have him back on. But yeah, if you didn't listen to that, go listen to it next week. If you haven't listened or watched the sermon from Sunday, uh, again, as with all of these podcasts, each episode that we do during this Hard Question series, go back and watch the sermon first. So go to YouTube, search Beltway Park Church, hit that subscribe button, and then find that Hard Questions sermon playlist. Um, And the question is, hasn't science disproved Christianity. And I'm going to make an obvious disclaimer that none of us are yeah, scientists. We're we are pastors. Um, and I mean, there may be some pastor scientists, but that person's a unicorn. Yes. And which science has also proved is not real. So, spoiler alert. They, they wouldn't say that because, you know, unicorns aren't real. Speaking real, of unicorns and science and unicorns, isn't it weird that we couldn't believe in a. I saw this on the internet, so this has got to be something we should talk about. Isn't it weird that we believe, like, science has proven that unicorns don't exist? This is just a horse with a horn. But we look at a rhinoceros and think, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's an animal that exists, <laughs> but we can't believe the other one. That's what true. Do you think that about they, that? That that's they, fair. <laughs> <laughs> what are your opinions I'm, on unicorns? <laughs> I'm really trying to give an, uh, like a serious answer, but I can't. I just said that, and I was like, that's kind of fun. I love unicorns. My yeah. daughter, Hannah, who's six, she loves unicorns, so they're all around our house. Yeah. And could they have Too possibly existed yeah. at some time? I mean, it's just a horse with Who a horn. Who am I to say that that's Who would have thought we would have talked about? Yeah. I totally. can't believe that we talked that long I'm just excited. now I mean, about it was just a minute, but it was good. It felt good. Uh, Once so, again, we need Than back. Yeah, we do. So yeah, we obviously, with all the weeks, uh, we don't have all the answers. They're not perfectly articulated, um, but we are willing to dive into the conversation, ask the hard questions, and ponder different thoughts and look at, at different sources and, and, and data. And so, um, yeah, what? how would you respond to has science or hasn't science disproved Christianity? Like, no. like Jeffrey said, we're pastors, no. so we would say no. <laughs> if I believed yes to that, I would not I will, be a pastor. I will not be on here week seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, I think uh, just the the fact that we're asking this question in this way as a culture, which is which we're legitimately asking, um, you, you know, we, we've got a faulty foundation. That's what I'm, I'm thinking about with this question is just that you know, this idea that science is pitted against Christianity or mm-hmm. truth is pitted against faith. Yeah. And really, you know, like David said in the message, you know, we 
we need to understand our faith through the lens of, of science, or he used the word creation because of Psalm 19, you know, that creation, the way God has created the world, which is all that science seeks to understand is the world, how it's created, how it, how it functions, the way those things happen, the, what we see that should and will, if we'll let it, you know, um, help us understand God and, yeah. and add to our faith and add to our uh, love of God. So it's not two separate things. Cause I think on the other side, it's, it's, you know, Christian people going, science is bad. Yeah. And on the other side, it's science people going, science people, is that a thing? Okay. Sure. Science people going, <laughs> that you sounds know, like mole people. Faith is, <laughs> yeah, like. it does. Faith is stupid, you know? And so yeah. there's like on both sides, but really, yeah. you know, truth is, truth is our truth. All well, truth I, is our truth. Cause I love really even feels like we are like, as believers, we often paint science into this question at times. So like, we think that all science is saying that faith is crazy. I mean, I mean, some of this is like you tend to listen to the loudest voices in the room. So like Richard Dawkins, which David mentioned in the sermon, like is a very noted person against faith. And he's, yeah. he had a big platform. He's real loud, wrote books. Like, so you listen to them and you probably, we, we know we don't hear from and see so many followers of Jesus that are also scientists. And I like, that's why I really like David brought up that study by the psychologist that yeah, was like... Yeah, that 40% of scientists believe in a God who communicates with humanity. Yeah, from 1916, and then so you do that study 80 again years 80 difference. years later, and the, and it was the same. About the and same. And I think that that for that's me was a, like... That's incredible, yeah. It was like, okay, we've we've tended to... I think as Christians, we often paint science into a corner, and go, mm-hmm. which you said, but I mean, we, we're going, well, this is what they believe about us. And yeah. while sometimes that is true, it's also lots of times not true. And the, so. the fallout of that is that I lose a huge chance to worship God through creation. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I in in even the pursuit of understanding creation, and I'm because I'm like, oh, science is evil. I'm just going to do faith. I don't need to think about how this works. Or, but really, if we can frame it as how it works is is made by God. God did yeah. that, yeah. and therefore understanding that to a certain a lo- to a certain level. I know some people are people are different, and you know maybe you don't you have no desire to understand how yeah. creation works, whatever. But but you know understanding that can can be a, an act of worship. Absolutely. You know? Like, when you uncover the complexities that science reveals to us of what has to go on and what has to happen, even for just, like, life to occur mm-hmm. on Earth, like, those complexities, to me, magnify, like, the beauty and the grandness of our God. Like, mm-hmm. so it, it reveals His creativity and His creation. Yeah, so, um, and David said, and, and you talked about it just a minute ago, in the sermon, like we must listen to the voice of God in both creation and scripture, that, that mm-hmm. science and faith go hand in hand. And I watched this interview a while back. I'll, I'll put it in the, uh, the show notes, but it was an interview with Chris Valatin and Ryan Collins, who is the CEO of Bethel Tech. And they were talking about um, the, the article, the YouTube thing is called How Spiritual Intelligence is Influencing Technology. But he brought up, Ryan Collins brought up uh, James Clerk Maxwell. And so this is a famous physicist that was in between the era of Newton and Einstein. And he was a devout believer. It was actually his belief in God um, that caused him to seek out and discover the understandings of of science and complexity, and he had this belief that it's our responsibility, our gift, to study the hands of the Creator, and the more we study, the more God reveals His creativity and His creation to us and through us 
from the invisible realm into the natural realm. And so uh, it was cool. In this interview, they talked about um, Einstein was once asked, do you stand on the shoulders of Newton? And Einstein replied, no, I stand on the shoulders of Maxwell. And so it's like this devout believer, he changed the game and the nature uh, for science and for physicists. He had this idea, he had this thought that everything that we see and sense is only one part of the, the equation of the natural world, that there has to be a guiding force, an invisible realm that causes everything to operate and to, an ex- and to exist. And so as he was going into this, this led Maxwell to discover that light is an electromagnetic wave, and it can you can manipulate these waves to transfer information from one place to another through empty space. And you know, this led to the technologies of like Wi-Fi, radar, satellite, like everything that we've built our communication network and, and, and technology space on. And so it's like, this is a believer who made major advancements in science because he was driven by this desire to know the complexities and the beauty and the creation of our God. And so, yeah, science... You know, I know that we're not all, would you say, science people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, I hated science in school. No lie. Hated it. Hated chemistry. Uh, and then I, I married a scientist. I married a pharmacist. And so... Uh, I took geology in college. That was something. Geology? Wow. Yeah. I didn't even have that option. I mean, it was... I took Bible. I must have had that option it was because rock, we went to the same college. Stuff, yeah, that's what geology is. Rocks. So, yeah. I, bet I can't tell you anything about it, like the volcanoes and... Yeah. You know. But like, I wasn't... I'm not naturally a science person person, but the more that I at least learn or watch or read of these things, it stirs something in me of like just being in awe of how yeah. grand God is. And that's creation should point us to the I mean that's I mean, if you boil David's sermon all the way down to one thing, it would be creation instead of like the way we are created, the way the earth is created, the way we as individuals are created, that it points to the grandeur of God. And the the beauty of him and all that he can do, and instead of us finding reasons to discredit faith in in creation, it shows us the beauty of God and all of His power and wonder. I'll never forget my my wife and I were on a cruise one time, and we were out in the, like the middle of the ocean, and a storm hit. And it wasn't like a uh, it wasn't like rocking the boat like real crazy. It was just just a crazy storm. And we sat for probably an hour and watched lightning strike the ocean oh. in the pitch black of nothing. Like so you beautiful. could see right around mm-hmm. the ship, and you couldn't see anything else. And then watching these bolts of lightning strike the ocean, and like it was, I've never been more in awe of the magnitude of God and all mm-hmm. of His yeah. power and wonder. I mean, you're on, you know however many gallons of water are underneath you, an in, incomprehensible amount of water, watching fire come from the sky and hit yeah. the water. And I mean, it just is... I, I get chills thinking about that moment of, of experiencing God in creation. And, but and the, what, fact that, the fact that we can explain that, not us three, but... Some, yeah, some, poorly. You heard me just try science, to do that. Some science guy can explain that and you know, explain the process by which that's happening and why... You know, that fact doesn't take away from the truth yeah. that this huge, enormous God has set this thing to, at least in my heart and mind, it doesn't take away from that fact, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what Psalm 19 
is saying, I'm just going to read a couple of the verses that David talked about. The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. If you're going to memorize a verse about this, this is just that, that verse one is a good one to memorize. But then it says, day after day, they pour forth. It's talking about the heavens and the skies. They pour forth speech. They're talking. Night after night, they display knowledge. There's no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he's pitched a tent for the sun. And it just goes on to say that that God is using, the almost you know personifies these creation. And like the lightning, as you're watching it, that's God's voice to you yeah, yeah. saying, hey, look, I created this thing, and, and I love you, and I'm, I'm huge and big and powerful, and, and look at me. It doesn't, it doesn't have to move the opposite direction. Yeah, right. It can move towards yeah. God. And even along that, I was going to say, it, it's funny, you were on a cruise ship, and the complexities of the cruise ship that was built by the yeah. hands of humanity, one, it's amazing but that's not what like took your breath away that's not what put you in awe that's not what gave your spirit uh, this sense of peace but it was something that is going on that is not happening at the hands of humanity or at the minds of humanity uh, this last time that um where was i oh i was in central america and um in honduras we we got to go uh, climb up some mountains and i was just overlooking just the horizon in Honduras. And, you know, it's, we're amazed by like being in New York or somewhere with skyscrapers and architecture. And like, that's something that's beautiful. It's awesome. We, we can be in all of it, but the difference with nature and, and David talked about yeah. this, nature should point to the grandness of, of our God's creativity and his power. But in nature, when we see things that human hands can't make, not only is there awe, but there is some sort of peace within us, and there is a longing of being connected to something that yeah. is greater than ourselves. I mean, as brilliant as humanity is, and I mean, you have got some brilliant people, so most of them outside like of this the room. Like the three, oh, Oh, you were going to be nice, and I was going to I was going to be, be nice. Me, so that's okay. We Anyways. can, we'll fix that later. Uh, but like, as brilliant as humanity can be, we can't replicate the things that God does. So like, we can't replicate lightning. <laughs> like, I mean, you just can't do it. We can't. I mean, I can when I stick it. a CD in the microwave. Yeah. Electric, but... Like electricity was discovered, not created. Is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, like, right. We're harnessing something. So we're like, not we can't do it. rain right. if we we can't fabricate rain. If we would, all these places that are yeah. in desperate need of rain, we would create it for them. Right. Yeah, and we can't. I mean, they're just things as brilliant as humanity is, and they are some incredibly smart people. We still can't even come close to doing the the smallest things of what God has created, which mm -hmm. is just yeah. It should be breathtaking to us in the the in awe of the Father and of His ability to create. And so yeah. who he I is. have a I have a kind of a question that may lead us in a, a little different direction. You yes. know, this idea that um, I mean, so far we've been talking about just how. God's creation can lead us to God and doesn't have to lead us away, and science doesn't have to take that. But what what do you do when it seems like the truth of science, and you're like believing it, you know, yeah. whatever it is, contradicts either the Bible or what you understand about it? It's like God. what would be what an example do? of that? 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How can you ask such a question yeah. and not have I mean, an idea or an example? A, okay, okay, evolution. Like, okay. okay, so creationism, you know, and evolution, like... You know, if 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 we were reading the Bible and trying to understand how the world was created and how old it is, and then we're reading, you know, prevailing scientific thought that, yeah, you know, it it happened this other way, billions of years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, when it seems to contradict it, in our own layman understanding, what do you do? Well, what it, David said something like, I think he was actually talking about creation in the sermon, and he talked about the, like, our belief as a church or. That in what is it in essential things unity, in secondary things we pull that up, Brett, because yeah. you're the one with the Charity, computer. Yep. Um, our love computer. and in, I no, no, sorry. In I think it rhymes because I think it flows <laughs> off the tongue well, <laughs> and I forgot. This is it. something that so we, uh, we should know. Christian should unity know isn't based not on us agreeing with every detail of biblical interpretation. No, it's not at all what I was trying <laughs> to say. In essential beliefs, we have unity. In go. non-essential right beliefs, here. we have liberty. liberty. There you go. And in all of our beliefs, we show love and grace. Yeah, there you go. So to me, that falls under that, is does if God, if, if God chose to create in a way that was different than maybe we understood from Scripture, so like that is also part of it is... We're reading scripture and interpreting it in the way we we believe God was saying it in there. But the scripture is there's times of poetry in scripture yeah. that, that are not necessarily exact. Mm-hmm. There's pro- prophetic writings in scripture. There's and there's like hidden idiomatic like there's things. I mean, we obviously don't know everything about scripture, and people look at parts of scripture and still disagree. Mm-hmm. And in scholars, on, people with a lot of yeah, knowledge, yeah. In, yeah. In those, if if it is not a primary thing, Jesus is the only way to salvation. He was born of a virgin. He rose from the dead, and he will come again. Like those essential things, we have to be unified on, and the things yeah. that like creation is. Is important as it is to to me. The more important the 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 essential part of creation is that God created the mode of creation. Sure, but I there are believers on both sides of mm-hmm. young Earth and God using evolution, but still believing that God was the initiator of creation right. and it was His doing, not somebody else's doing, or not just happenstance. So yeah. you're saying first when we when we have this moment where we feel like these two things contradict. What I believe, uh, you know, in faith and what I believe is true in science seem to contradict. First, we need to take a step and or t- take a moment and think: Do they really contradict? Yeah, you know, for sure. You know, is it an interpretation? Get into the science. Yeah. Get into the word. Is it an interpretation and understanding, or do they directly contradict? Because oftentimes yeah. they don't. Yeah. Right? They, is it just contradicting my assumption or what my fourth grade Bible yeah. teacher? Right, me right, exactly. That I've and lived it, with for all these years. Within <laughs> the area of religion and just passing things down and just not fully directly understanding yeah, the yeah. word, that could be, and that could be it. And I think it leaves room for go on a journey of discovering the complexities of thing because even in it, even in finding the the science behind it, it still it it proves to me, and I know it doesn't prove to everyone. It still proves that. There are intricacies and complexities to this creation that have to be from the hands of a creator yeah. who put it into motion and who is at power. Um, I don't know. It, so, so if you if you say, okay, I you know I I um, I'm gonna see if I understand it right or if it's an interpretation, and then I decide, okay, this is beyond that. It seems like I do understand it. Okay, and still there's a contradiction. Jeffrey's saying. 
then you decide, is it essential or not? Yeah. Like, is, is the mode of creation essential to me believing that Jesus died for me, that yeah. you know, I'm going to give my life to Jesus? Because I think that what you said, I think, is super important. I think in this whole era of deconstructionism, sometimes that, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm going to deconstruct my faith because of whatever, because of evolution. But it's like, wait a second, you don't have to deconstruct yeah. your faith just because creation it's different than you were taught or we think it is or whatever like yeah. those two things don't have to that's not a dom those dominoes are so far apart right but in our minds they're like right next yeah. to each other and if well, this isn't true then my whole faith is yeah gone. i have i have friends that i saw in seminary that like threw away their entire faith because they learned different things about how the bible was written or how to read it and and that caused them to, well, I just can't trust any of this, and they threw it out. And it's like, well, maybe you were just taught wrong how to read the Bible, yeah. or your assumptions going to well, the Bible were off. So like those dominoes aren't actually what you're saying, like that close together. Yeah. So it's some of this, it's we've allowed everything to become essential. So our culture is so polarized. Yeah. And everything is you either have if to be all the way forward. But if everything is essential, essential, nothing is essential. Right. And so everything about about what we understand about Scripture or about God, everything cannot be essential to being a believer. Yeah. And it's why, honestly, why you see so many denominations all over this world, because we've we've felt like this has to be essential. You can only be a believer if you believe this one aspect of something. And there are things that are true. There are absolutely essential things to our faith, yeah. but not everything can be essential. If everything is essential, nothing is essential. And yeah. to me... I, the essential part of creation, and y'all could disagree with this, I don't know, but to me, the do, essential part of creation it. is just that God was creator. And I believe we will have people in heaven that we're going to celebrate and spend eternity with, that they believe that God worked through evolution and the Big Bang and all that, and there are going to be people that believe that God created in six literal days. There are going to be people that believe that God created over 6,000 years, because a day is like a 1,000 years to God. I mean, there's going to be people that think all along this spectrum, and they're all going to be in heaven, because that wasn't an essential part of yeah. being a believer. It was that God created, but even that the Jesus died for your sins and you... It reminds me yeah. of like the Apostle Paul writing and saying, you know, I preach Christ and Christ crucified. Yeah. You know, that he's he's staying on point and he's like, one thing, I want to talk to you about one thing, you know, and not all these other things. You know, this is what's essential, Christ and Christ crucified. Yeah. And this question is great. The, the conversation back and forth, for me, the study of it, the research of it brings faith and... and uh, enjoyment to yeah. my life. Uh, but, you know, we've got to be able to, you know, first, like Jeffrey said, uh, is it really a contradiction? And secondly, is it a contradiction in essentials? And then in in that context, now wrestle with this question. Yeah. And then that's Which fine. is fun. Like, I like wrestling with yeah. their fun questions yeah. to think about when your salvation is not dependent on the answer. Right. right. And yeah. there are parts of our faith that you're, you've Got they are essential, but there's lots of discussions within the church that people have walked away because they've been told it's essential and they've been told that you must think this way, and that just is not the case in in so many instances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I want to take it back to the original question of hasn't science disproved Christianity? And I oh, would like answer that. I would like, no. I would no. like to counter it with how can science disprove Christianity when science still admits to not having everything figured out. Like, science is science, because we don't <laughs> have it... Is, science is science is the most brilliant thing that's come out of this podcast <laughs> so far. Science is science, 
Which means we don't have everything figured out. Like it is science because of that. It is an ongoing searching, uncovering, discovering of what we do not know. And yeah, as and, soon as you know everything in science, then all the scientists have lost their job and there's no reason to be a scientist anymore because there's nothing new to discover yeah. or learn. But even in all that science has uncovered, and I might be wrong, this is this is an opinion or a You're thought. Definitely wrong. Um <laughs> science can often explain the what and even the how, but I don't think it can explain the why very much, or if at all. Sometimes we confuse why with the how, and it's like, no, 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 this happens, and this is how it happens, but this idea of why, like you explain the creation of the universe, you know, you explain all these things about about matter and, you know, atomic and subatomic particles and this and that, like you can explain all these things, but the why behind it still leaves it still leaves the question of like what's the purpose to life like if it if everything's just happenstance there's no meaning to life which i think counters that deep burning question within all of us that we like we contemplate and we we seek to discover the meaning and the purpose of life like that's within every single human being and so but even yeah i i mentioned to jake before we started recording with humanity even just this idea of of transcendence. Like humans are the only ones that can think beyond themselves and question like their purpose, question what their life is for, what it's about. And that even that longing of of knowing something greater than what we currently know and what we're part of, to me that shows the truth of being created in the image of God, being created in the likeness of God and being created for God, like that, that thing that draws us to the the beauty of of nature and things that are way beyond human hands, it fits in line with that. What is my purpose? And 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 trying to connect with with something greater. And to me, that comes from the scriptural example of of we're created in the likeness of God, like the Latin Amago Dei. Like we see that in Genesis, from God they created humanity, and so. I think, I, it points it it points to that. Yeah, I and think science can't explain the why. Yeah, what you're doing, I think, is a good um, just example of how we can wrestle with a certain thing in science and in faith, and end with you know more praise and more worship. That you know, why is it that that humans are the only ones who have thought or whatever? Uh, not thought, but you know what I mean. You said transcendence, but um, you know, and that, that can lead us to, oh, we were made in the image of God. It can be both. In other right. words, like you're, you're using science to complement your faith rather yeah. than using science to try to, you know, be, be in opposition to your faith. And to your point about science being a beginning and never an end, you know, science disproves itself on a regular basis. Right. And that's okay because it's science, you know, that's how it's supposed to work. Um, but you know what? When you say when somebody says, "Oh, this scientific fact disproves Christianity or, or faith," you have to ask, like, "Well, what's uh, that's just science for now? Like, science changes so rapidly." And if you look at what the scientific community believed even 
two or three decades ago, much less two or three centuries ago. Mm-hmm. Um, things have things have changed, and so either way, I was say, I said this before the podcast. Either way, there's faith involved. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're either gonna Absolutely. put your faith in a scientific process that changes all the time, or you're gonna put your faith in a God who is beyond your understandings, yeah. beyond your understanding. His ways are higher than our ways, just like the heavens are higher than the yeah. earth. Either way, there's a there's a faith. Step. Absolutely. There's faith. And I think there's even curiosity to science. Like our where our science advancement is and science studies are, like they've already been for years and years and years looking at what we see and what we know and what we can touch. And now there's sciences like quantum physics that are seeking to explain and discover like the unexplainable supernatural unseen forces that are at work in our lives and in the operation of just this world. Like, that is that is a curiosity, and science has now moved beyond the physical, and it's seeking to understand what we would say is the supernatural, like unseen forces. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, again, it's just that, like, there is, the more we seek, the more we discover, the more God is going to reveal to us just the grandness of who he is, his power, his complexities, his intricacies, but in the process of it, like it's gonna cause us, it's gonna cause us to marvel. Um, what's funny, so my wife and I were talking about this last night at the dinner table, because this is how our conversations uh, go. But even just on this idea of like quantum physics, this, you know, there there is now science that shows that the things that we speak or how we speak over them have an effect on a person or nature. And like, this is a very basic and like old archaic idea that we see in scripture that there is power to words that we speak. Like even God spoke and the world was created. And I think about even just the the example in scripture of Jesus cursing the fig tree. Like what a random story to throw in there. And Jesus is like, may no one ever eat from you again. He speaks it out. And guess what? The fig tree dies. And like quantum physics is showing that even things about like what we say or how we say it has an effect on on an object or on a person. I don't know. That that's amazing to me. Yeah. I tuned out like <laughs> just a little bit after <laughs> you said quantum physics. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime you say quantum or physics, yeah, just, especially them combined, nothing, it's nothing like in my brain. What? Are we do we just put quantum in front of everything? Yeah. It just sounds like smarter. Quantum, Basically, to me, quantum like quantum mechanics, phase, quantum, quantum computing. <laughs> this sermon and the very thought of it brings me back to I think the very first week of hard questions, which was as believers, and maybe it's not, maybe I dreamed this, but as believers, we desire often to draw lines in the sand on what it looks like to be a Christian. And mm-hmm. was that in here? Did we talk yeah, about we that talked in here? About okay. That, yeah. So, and we've done that often with science. We talked going, about that on our quantum podcast. On the quantum podcast. <laughs> yes. But this science is quantum an area that Christians Sundays. have unnecessarily drawn lines in the sand and gone, if you're going to be a Christian, it looks like this. And that just doesn't. That it's was, unnecessary at best. Yeah, we were talking about religion yeah. um, and drawing lines where we don't need to draw lines. Oh, that's right. That was that one. I think, yeah, I I just would encourage you, you're listening, man, I, I would just encourage you to um, to research, you know, 
Christian science, you know, to research yeah. research believers like Brett throughout uh, Maxwell, research, research believers who are who are finding science uh, actually proves faith and proves belief yeah. and be okay with the mystery. And, and and you said this, I think, hopefully you didn't say it when we were recording, but you know, that, that we're not supposed to figure everything out that God, you know, if we figure God out completely, then he's not a God we want to worship, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It requires that, no faith. It requires no faith. Yeah, exactly. And so, so a couple things like don't, don't expect to figure everything out because you're going to hit that moment where you can't. And if your faith is, is all about your belief and God is all about figuring them out, you're going to have a problem, right? So, yeah. So don't do that, but also seek to use science and things like that to to bolster your faith yeah. and be okay with getting into the mysteries and yeah. asking the questions. And and man, there's so much out there now um, that is just like whoa! It's 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 very very enlightening and very for me it strengthens my faith as I study it more yeah. and more. It strengthens my faith and just the curiosity and just again I know that. Well, Jeffrey tuned out during all that that quantum physics talk. I was say, but is, like, it, is it quantum curiosity? Because it's quantum curiosity. Uh, but literally, like my wife and I sat there for at least an hour, just like it led to one question after another to look up this article to think about this, and like we just geeked out because we just marveled in the awe of of our Creator, and so and that's worship, and that's yeah. worship. Mm-hmm. Like that is absolutely worship, and so for me, you know, I'm I'm serious. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna start researching a bunch of stuff because I found such a worshipful experience in that place that it's like I want to go I want to go there more, Lord. Like I I want to. And when that's the goal, when the goal is like I want to know more about you, and not like I want to find ways that I can disprove this thing, then it's it it can be the most worshipful thing you. I mean, among the most worshipful things you can do because you're just seeking out the wonder of God and wanting to know more about. I mean, as much as our finite human brains can grasp about His glory and His power and His ability to create and all those things. I think this is very important as parents, too, you know, because your kids are maybe going to public school and learning something and coming back and and, and being able to start from a point uh, of, you know, hey, science and faith can can work together, can complement one another. They're not enemies. With your kids, it's huge. If you can raise them with that kind of a... Uh, a worldview, I guess, a contextual understanding of of science or uh, truth and faith and and scripture. Um, that I just think it it equips them to yeah. have a deep, deep thought out faith. Um, but if you start with like they come home and talk about evolution and you go, oh, that's evil, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's evil, that's from the devil. You know, then I I just feel like you're you're setting them up for for an either or situation that and it's it's actually going to hurt struggle with in college yeah, yeah. and it's going to hurt in the long run mm-hmm. it's putting those dominoes way closer than they were supposed that's to be that's a good way to say it yeah, yeah. so it's good well cool we, we could, went way. I thought this was going to be the shortest podcast we had done yet i still have notes on my ipad that i didn't even get to but you know mm-hmm. what i i feel like we we got to... I feel like we hit enough of your notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're looking, if you're looking for better sleep or just a little nap, like I can, I can keep going. You know these, what, Jeffrey? I, I honestly, that science has never been something that's been something I like love, but I love nature. Like I love being yeah. in the. I don't have to. I got a ton of things that I'm curious about, 
I've never actually been curious about like lightning, like wanting to know how it happens. Mm-hmm. I just like to see it and like yeah, be in awe of it. I was gonna tell you earlier. So this is a weird known fact about Brett. Uh, ever since I had a driver's license, well, even before that, I was always in awe of lightning. But as soon as I got a driver's license, anytime that there's a lightning storm, I will drive to the closest point that I can get to it, and I will just park and I will just watch it. I will spend hours. Watching that it. sounds real dangerous. Probably, I know, I, uh, but there's something, something about there. it. There's something about it that like connects my heart to the heart of God, and I just sit in a place of awe and peace, yeah. but also like a little bit of fear. A little bit of fear. Yeah, it should be. I mean, we ha- should have a healthy fear of God's power, yeah. and nature often shows us just how unbelievably powerful He is. Yeah. So, well, cool. Hey, everyone, thanks for enduring this conversation <laughs> from a bunch of non-scientists. Non-science people. Non-science people. what we've people. decided we're going to call them. Um, and if you're not a science person, then we just... we Also, if we said something very idea. incorrect... You can email jakemills at beltway.org. Dang, Dang it. I'll just mute your microphone there during you that part, and it'll... It'll just be Jake. Can both go back and listen to it. I I made sure I didn't make any like <laughs> absolute <laughs> statements. <laughs> uh, but for real, I we enjoy being in this conversation and just going down these trains of thought just to uncover um, the beauty and the purpose of our God and the life that He's given us and the hope that we have in Jesus. So, hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you have a great week. Be blessed, and remember, God is moving in your life. Beyond Sundays.